Just after, 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 just after, yeah. After? Yeah, please. <laughs> we need to make money, not one raffles here. Okay. Ready? Okay. Good? Okay, let's start. Okay, I want to announce, welcome to the Lighthouse. I want to announce today's sponsors. Today's first sponsor is Princess Feldman, in memory of her mother-in-law. Kava Bajoshana, Elsa Lahizarzi, in the merit of her father, Isaac Bemeir. Anonymous, in the honor of Leah Bad Eda, Yitzhak Ben Eda, Shalom Ben Eda, Aaron Ben Eda, Simcha Ben Eda, for good health, success, and everything. Anonymous, in the Rufur Shalema Yerachmiel, Eliyahu Ben Esther, Riva. Also, Yana Mushayev, in memory of Yachil Ben Rosa, Arthur Lax, in, in the memory of David Svi Ben Yitzhak HaKohenzal, Aliza Liran, for, for Metziahu ben Aliza to go in the path of Torah, Nathan Menachem ben Orna Malka for stronger Muna and Torah, Aliza ben Saha for good health, success, and business, anonymous for Shlobe ben Yosef Esther, and all those to have success. And also Diana Parachuk for the, for the Rufu Shlema Meir, ben Rivka ben Benjamin Eliezer ben Basha, and Rufu Shlema Menachem Mendel ben Sarabaja, the Rafaega ben Moshe ben Rezel. Thank you so much for all the sponsors. Very generous of everybody. Okay, we've got a big class today on Parnassa 101. Parnassa 101. Today's a huge day. Today was the day that the man came down. So today's an amazing day to talk about the man. You know, it's amazing how everybody in life, they want to look anywhere else where to make money, but they don't look in the Torah. They're looking everywhere else. They're going to this conference, they're going to that conference. Look in the Torah. The Torah is giving you black and white how to make money. It's going to be black and white to you. And if you realize some of the... Unfortunately, some unfortunately when we don't look in the Torah, that's when we ask a lot of questions. Unfortunately, when we ask a lot of questions, then unfortunately, God forbid, we fall into depression. Okay, are we ready? Okay. So let, let's start very, very clearly. Very clearly. You have to understand this about money. You have to understand. This is like the number one lesson. If you understand this one lesson about money, it can give you a lot, a lot of da. It says, God said to Moshe, Behold, I am raining down from you bread from heaven, and let the people go out and gather each day, so I can test them. Money is a test. If you, can't, if you don't understand that first line, you're going to ask a lot of questions. Because a lot of things are going to happen in your life that doesn't make any sense. And you're going to say, what, what is Hashem doing this for me? Why is Hashem doing this? Why is He taking away this for me? Why is He putting me in this business? Bottom line, it's a test. Why do we have to be tested? Because that's the differentiation between people who win and people who don't win. 
There has to be a test. If there's no test, how do you prove that, that, that a person has a muna? So the first thing that has to, the first thing, partial the man. So I can test them. Test means a lot of things. Test means you're going to get tested with anger. You're going to get tested with all kinds of craziest things. I can tell you, I can write books about all my tests that I went through. And at the end of the test, that I, that I, the ones that I was managed to make were the ones that I hung in there. The ones that I lost were the ones that I got angry and I threw in the towel. So this is very important in your life. You'll see that money is a test. Why? Because God wants to see if you're in or not. That's what it is. I have to understand that. What else can we learn about this? Because the source of livelihood comes from a very lofty place, a person is tested in many ways to see if he will conduct his business and use his earnings in a proper manner. Why? Also he's saying here, the manna also teaches us that each day has its own blessing. Depressed people don't believe in tomorrow. They don't believe. There's no hope. Business sucks. Business is dead. I got out of that business. I have no mazal. What happens is, unfortunately, when you speak negativity, when you when you speech, when you speak something that's not supposed to, all of a sudden, what happens? The yetsahara comes in. A malik comes in. Your doubt can only come into you once a person gives it an opening. If you don't give it an opening, it can't come in there. But once we're so careful about what a person speaks, because once you say negative things, unfortunately, that allows a malik, and all of a sudden, that can create reality. People are not fantasizing, catastrophizing of the worst things in their life when they're happy. They're doing it when they have questions. So that's what we have to understand. Money's a test, and every single day has its own blessing. That means you should, you should have tremendous energy every single day if you look at it that way. Because why would I get depressed if I believe tomorrow's a brand new day, and tomorrow's a brand new blessing? I would only get depressed when I don't believe in tomorrow. And against, that's against the whole creation of the world. If you have that mentality, that's against the whole creation of the world. That's why there's so much judgment for people that are depressed. You figure, why should there be so much judgment for people that are depressed? It's not fair. Poor guy, help him. Because he doesn't believe in the creation of the world. That's what the man's telling us every day. Every single day has this new blessing. That means if a person is smart, he sh that should give him that energy. He should revitalize himself and to say, you know what, just because yesterday was that, doesn't mean today's going to be that way. Every day I, I, I manage to... to to get myself in a peak state to say every single day in this bodhidut, part of my five minutes of this bodhidut, is I say today is a brand new day. Whatever happened yesterday has nothing to do with today. And what happens, you can get that business deal that comes to you at two, three o'clock, and that could be the rest of your life. You could be in that business. But if a person's got to be depressed, he, he doesn't get that opportunity because he's, he's going to be in a bad mood. He's never going to take advantage of the, the deal. And he's going to say, I have no opportunities. It's, it's very simple. It's, I gave that example this week. It's like if you tell a guy, you know, you're cutting down that tree, you know, the, the, the knife is dull. Every time you're cutting the tree, you know, the saw is dull. Why don't you sharpen it? Take 20 minutes. Instead of cutting it like this, it's very difficult. Why don't you sharpen it for 20 minutes? What does the guy tell you? I don't have time. I don't have time to sharpen the knife. That's what happens when you say you don't have time to, to work on yourself, when you don't have time to get that, then all day long you, you're sharpening and nothing's coming and life becomes very difficult. And then you ask Hashem, why did you give me such a tree? Why did you give me this tree? Why did you make my life so difficult? So again, suffering is only because of a lack of doubt. Very important. The more you sharpen your mind in anything, that's the key. To sharpen your knife. The, the more a person sharpens his knife, the more doubt he has and the more he's able to deal with life and, and it has a different mind frame, because at the end of the day, it's all a mind frame. So that's what Rav is telling us here. What does it also say here? That whoever wants to accept the Torah for himself, 
he says today is a brand new day. Today has nothing to do with tomorrow. I've opened, uh, you know, I opened up my drug rehab business from, a, from an email one day at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Maybe I would have been pissed off that day. And guess what? I would say, ah, forget this email. Do you understand? People, you're getting offers, you're getting deals, you're getting opportunities all day long. But if you're in a bad mood, what are you going to do? Leave me alone. Leave me alone. And you're not going to take advantage of the opportunity. That's what we have to understand. We have to be able to, to manage our states. We can't just rummage all day long and, and God forbid be depressed because unfortunately we lose everything. We can lose everything. So that's the idea of the mind. Rabbi Nachman says here in Lesson 56, something very beautiful. It's, very, it's, it's so common sense. You know, most of these stories that I talk about, it's common sense. It's common sense. He's, the mind also teaches us here. Now the greater the dot, what does dot mean? Dot means knowledge, dot means consciousness, dot, dot means a person's awareness. The more dot a person has, the easier it is for him to earn a living. That means earning a living is based on a person's dot. The more dot you have, the more a person is able to earn. How do we know this? This is because effortless livelihood is dependent on a person's dot. As it is written, when the people strolled around, God said that the man's only going to come down Monday through Friday, Sunday through Friday, and Shabbat there's going to be a double portion. Shabbat is no, there's man's not coming down. But what did the people do? They didn't believe it. They didn't believe it. So what did they do? They went looking for the man. The man was not there. It's not there. Or what did the people try to do? They tried people with no moon, and what do they do? They hoard wealth. So what happens? It spoils. The people who tried to have the double portion for man, what, what, what happened to them? The next day it spoiled. The next day it spoiled. Because God wants a relationship. He doesn't want Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, once a, you know, once a year. That's an event. You're going to an event. You're not going to a relationship. That's an event. Monday, you get two days a year, you visit God, you're going to an event. That's not a relationship. The, the point here is for Parnasa, it's not meant to be given to you on a Costco 60-day supply. It's meant for you to look up every single day and pray for that sustenance. The Arizal says it very simple. Whatever a person receives in this world without praying for it, it could be detrimental for him. It could go against him. It could not be good for him. Why? Because God wants you to be accustomed to praying. Bottom line. You have a need, what do you do? You turn up to pray. Simpl simplicity. Simplicity. Anything you get that you don't, that it didn't come through prayer, it can go away from you, God forbid. Because otherwise, if a person gets everything easy, what happens? He has arrogance, he says, what do I need to pray? I get everything easy. It's against the whole system. So the system is made for you to look up every single day and revive yourself every single day and sharpen your, your soul every single day so you can look at every single day brand new. And that's the key. When a person has this attitude, he's not depressed, he's not anxious, he doesn't have anxiety of the future. Because at the end of the day, how much, how much peace can you have if you're not present? How much peace can you have? If you're so anxious about, the, uh, anxious about the future or depressed about the past, how much anxious? That's what we said. A person cannot have gratitude in, in, unless he is present, bottom line. And gratitude is what brings you money. We spoke about the missing towel syndrome a couple weeks ago. What happens usually? When a person, whatever a person is missing in his life, what happens? He's going to see that same thing he's missing all over the place. If, he's, if, the, if the wife can't get pregnant, she's going to see strollers all over the place. If the husband has no hair, everybody's got hair today. Whatever, you, whatever you're lacking in your life, what happens? That's what you're going to see on other people. So we have to be careful because the Yetzirah wants us to say, you know what, well, look, it doesn't work. I tried, it doesn't work. Look, everybody else has. But that's, that's the problem. Where it, when a person, God forbid, he has envy, 
and he looks at other people. Rabbi Nachman says in Lesson 68 to 69, he says it's a form of stealing. It's a form of stealing. That means when a person looks at other people's belongings, it's like he's stealing. It's in the Ten Commandments. So we don't realize sometimes, oh my God, why am I focusing on this guy? This guy has a separate blessing than I do. But what happens is we ask questions. How come he has and I don't have? Most people that are running out of money, that's the first thing they question. I don't believe it. This guy has, that guy has. So what is this guy doing? All day long, this guy has. He said, that's the reason why you have a problem. Because all day long, you're focusing on other people's money. So what happens? It's just like you have a kid in your house that he says, look, daddy, my friend has this toy. That friend has this toy. What do you tell the kid? Be happy with what you have. Why are you looking at all your friend's toys? Be happy with what you have. So what Nathan says here is that, what, unfortunately, if we do that, if we're not careful, if we're not mindful of that, it's considered stealing. It's considered stealing because you know what? You coveted it with your eyes. So gratitude is so important because gratitude, if a person has gratitude, he's happy with what is happening. When a person has envy, what is he saying? You didn't give me enough. So I have to look at somebody else's money. You see, these are the little things in life. These are the little things that we need to tweak. People think it's a big thing. No, tweak little things. Because at the end of the day, what is, what, God's going to bless you because you're, you're envious of other people? So that's something we have. We have to get rid of this missing towel syndrome. You have to stop looking at what's missing in your life and focusing on, on what you have in your life. And once you have that mind frame, then you attract, you attract gratitude. Gratitude attracts opportunities. It's a very simple. It's scientifically proven that people who have gratitude journals, that, 20, that they spend 20 minutes a day writing down all the things they have and all the things they're happier, they're 25% happier than people who don't. Scientifically proven. You can't even go against science. This is science. Forget Rabbi Nachman. Forget being a human being. I'm just telling you scientifically. Because what, what are you doing when you're, when you're wasting those 25 minutes? Guess what? You're not focusing on what you don't have. And somehow, you attract what you need to attract. So we have to be careful, we have to be careful at what states we fall in. Another lesson about the man was something very beautiful. The man represents, if you take the word, the Jew says, mahu, what is this? What is this white sea that's coming down? What is this white sea? Mahu is the same gematria as Amuna. It's the same thing. Mahu is the same letters as Amuna. So a person with Amuna is able to look at every single day brand new, is able to revive himself, is able to make himself like a brand new person, he gets that blessing. Person with no Muna, all he focuses on yesterday or tomorrow. This is called anxiety. Why are we so careful? Why do I talk so much about anxiety and depression? Why do I talk? Why do I hammer people about it? Why do I do it so much? Very simple. Very simple. Look what he says here. The Sefer Dibri Yisrael writes that anxiety and depression block the pipelines that bring blessing to a person. I, we don't have a Parnassa problem nowadays. We have a customs problem. That means there's a lot of blessing out there, but it's stuck in customs. Stuck in customs. Stuck in customs because of the Muna, and it's stuck in customs because of the Brit. It's there, it's just somebody's got to claim it. It's stuck in customs. That's exactly what's going on here. What happens, if you look at the pipeline of Shefa and Kabbalistic literature, the last two things that, that in order for blessing to come down through a pipe, it has to pass through two things. Is what? The Brit and the Muna. Those are the two things. Those are the customs. If, if it doesn't cut pass through here, it goes to customs. Now you've got to go claim it. Now what happens if nobody claims? It goes to other people. That's why you see so much money nowadays in the craziest people have all this money and it doesn't make any sense. 
This guy's struggling, there's five kids, he can't even feed his family, but he's depressed all day, he's complaining, he's telling, he's telling Hashem how, how all he doesn't have. So what happens, instead of us getting that blessing, it goes to the other side. It goes to this guy, it goes to that guy. So right now the pipes are completely, they're completely crossed over. The only way to bring it back is through charity. That's why the Gemara says, if a person is running out of money, what should he do? He should give charity. Why? Because you're running out of money because your, your, your pipes are blocked. That's why you're running out of money. Because you're anxiety and depression. You're not present. If you're not present, you don't have gratitude. That's causing the blockage. And the blockage is, is what's causing it. So what do you need to do? You need to unblock it. Shouldn't, it. shouldn't the Gemara say, if a guy's running out of money, go open up another business, go move to a new state, go try something new? No, it's telling you, do exactly what you're not doing. Coveting. Give money. It's telling you to do the opposite. Whatever you're thinking in your head, do the complete opposite. Now, it's very hard when you tell a guy, you know what, I had the worst month of my life, go give charity. He's going to tell you, are you, are you crazy? How can I give charity? Are you nuts? How can this, I'm going to give charity now? Yes, because you don't understand. The reason why you're suffering is because of this reason. And unfortunately, if we don't, if we don't get the dots, if we don't understand the Torah, what happens? We're cutting the tree down, we don't understand life, and we suffer. And that's why the Torah, the Torah is the only way a person has, you know, you can go to all the conferences you want. You can go to the landmark conference, you can go to that conference, you can go to all the conferences you want. But you, you need the fundamentals of the Torah. You need the fundamentals of the Muna. You can have all the conferences, but if you're an ungrateful person, and what happens when an ungrateful person prays? What does he pray? He prays with a complaint. Prays with a complaint. Why me? Why are you doing this to me? Why are you causing me to go beg for other people? Why? Because you did it to yourself. So, un so not only does the prayer not get answered, but it goes against you. They open up your books more. Oh, you're not happy with that? Let me just take away some, some other things. Remember, guys, I've, I've learned these lessons. These lessons cost me seven figures. These were some very expensive lessons for me. The minute I stopped complaining, my life changed. Very simple. These lessons are not cheap. This is not a cheap lesson. This is fundamental gratitude. That If you don't have fundamental gratitude, you don't have anything. You don't have anything. I don't care what you're wearing. I don't care who you're dating. I don't care what you're doing. If you don't have fundamental gratitude, your pipes are going to be blocked. Your pipes are going to be blocked. And that's what causes what happens. Envy. Why would you envy somebody if you should be happy with what you have? What happens? Because at the end of the day, we all know that one machlokhet, one fight, chases away a hundred parnasas. So people usually fight when they're when not in the greatest mood. They fight when they're irritable. This is not working for me. That's not working for me. That's not working. So they start screaming. And what does anger do? You lose more money. You lose more money. If you want a good business partner, go to anger management. Go to, if you want a way to lose money, go to anger management. So th these are the states that we fall into when we get sloppy, when we don't have gratitude attacks, when we just get lazy and we start rummaging and we start catastrophizing and all of a sudden you come home, this guy pisses you off, you're screaming at him. Parnassa is not, it's very simple. Unclog the blockages. The pipe, the chef is coming down all the time, the sun's coming down all the time, but if you're in the shade, what are you going to do? Get out of the shade. Why are you in the shade all the time? Get some sun. Look what he says here, the Misilai Yesharim. These books, remember, these books are from the 1800s. Misilai Yesharim, I believe, was from the 1600s. He says, conversely, the thing that detracts a person from, from having chasidut, having any kind of contemplation, of where he is in life, what happens? He's saying, our worries regarding financial worldly matters. For when the mind is preoccupied and agitated by worries and pursuits, it is impossible for him to focus his attention on, on getting any kind of contemplation. We need contemplation. You need to think about 
is this the right business for me? But if you're always worried, you don't get the contemplation, you don't get the brain to, to figure out what, to, what you need to do. And what happens? Guess what happens? The Shekhinah does not rest on a person while he's in a state of distress. The Shekhinah does not, it means God does not rest on you if you're in a state of distress. Bottom line. So what do we have to do? So if we're in a state of distress, or any kind of other state that's not <coughs> meant for contemplation, that means, when because if a person is distressed, he cannot devolve his mind and his heart for the love of God. He can't, he can't put his heart into it. His head is here, his heart is here, he goes to synagogue, he doesn't even know who's praying, he's in Tokyo, the Hazan's here, he's, no, he's got no life to him, he's got no energy to pray, he's, he's, he's bummed out. So what happens? You can, Hashem completely removes Himself from the person. What are you talking about? The guy's wearing a kippah. What are you talking about? The guy's wearing... Yeah. yeah. That's what happens. Rabbi Nachman says, you have to force yourself to be happy. You have to fight it, he says. You have to fight it. Fake it until you make it. You have to do what you have to do. Because the Shekhinah does not. And what happens, and what's going on today? Today, the pe- people are making the worst decisions of their life when they're depressed or when they're in bad states. So that's why this is so important, because you're not getting the right decision to make. So once people ask me, what do you think I should do? I said, with that voice, you should do nothing. Change your state. Get yourself in a better mood. Go do something. Because you can't make a decision in that state. You're not getting the signal from Hashem. You're not getting the right signal. If you're not getting the right signal, don't make that decision. Common sense. The decision you're making now, it's not the best decision. You only make decisions when you're happy because that's when a person has contemplation. That's when he knows he's getting a signal from Hashem. It's very simple. Either you have a Wi-Fi alert or you don't have Wi-Fi or you don't have Wi-Fi. If you're depressed, you have no Wi-Fi. If you're happy, you have Wi-Fi. You can connect. Very, I'm going to give it to you in a very, very practical example. It's not so hard. So we have to say, what's not making me get the Wi-Fi connection? I don't know. The cable's broken. The cable's not It's outdated. Something, something's happening. Something's happening. So you got to get that Wi-Fi connection. You need a spiritual Wi-Fi connection, and then you can connect. Then you get answers on what you do. I can tell you right now, all of my answers in my life came down from, from prayer to God. Nothing else. Nothing else. Hints. Hints. Hints on, on what to do in my life. Very simple. Just like, and that's why. If Otherwise, what happens? The people, Shatu Haram. Shatu means stupidity. The people strolled around. You know, opening on Shabbat, fighting against, you understand, Shabbat represents blessing. That means the whole week is based upon Shabbat. So what happens? Shabbat is meant to be perfect. Why are we not allowed to do anything on Shabbat? Because the blessing comes on Shabbat. So what happens? Whenever we do, you're going against your own blessing. You're going against yourself. When a person works on Shabbat, he's going against himself. You understand? He's going against himself. If Shabbat's telling you the whole blessing is on Shabbat, don't go against yourself. Take the blessing. That's why people are supposed to honor Shabbat. And blessing comes on a person on Shabbat. People who work on Shabbat, God, God forbid, oh, look how much money I made. The roof needs $5,000. It's, it's like you might as well relax. It's like people are fooling themselves. That's what happens. That's what happens. Otherwise, you shut to harm, and, and what happens after? You get irritable, you get angry. And when you get angry, you lose your soul. Rav Nachman says, the Gemara says, when a person gets angry, he doesn't lose his money only, he loses his soul. He loses his soul. And that's why you see such a, such a problem nowadays. So again, anxiety, and not only that, you're going to lose your health. You're going to lose your health. So the key to money is really what we said, 
is a major thing, is extending the day. We spoke about a person extending his day versus shortening his day. So we spoke about it in the Masterpiece class. How important it is for a person to have his day <coughs> extended? That means my days are long instead of being short. If you can't control your emotions, if you can't control what state you're in, if you can't control your gratitude, what happens? Your days are going to be very short. Oh, I had a rough day. What a rough day. I had another rough day. You had a rough week, you had a rough year. There's a result. What do we have to do? Rabbi Nachman says, the key, the key to, to wealth is extending the day. If you wake up a half an hour early to pray, if you wake up an hour, if you wake up half an hour with gratitude, what are you doing? You're taking the day that was very narrow, and now you're expanding the day. You're extending the day. You're contemplating. That's giving you the dot, that's giving you the consciousness, so you're able to make the right decisions. We know one phone call or not can, can either make us rich or poor. <laughs> one phone call. You meet one guy, one phone call it only takes. You know, everything's at the end of the day. God controls absolutely everything. So why are we going against it? So he says, Rabnasan says, adds that the best attitude a person can adapt. What's the best attitude he's telling us for him to attain length of days? Length of days leads to wealth. That's what he's saying here. Is that one seats each day as a new beginning. He must forget about the path, both successes and failures, and draw vitality from each day. That's the, the recipe for success. The ability to renew yourself every single day and make your days very heavy. What's the breath? When a person has long, he has a breath, he can breathe. Oh, I'm relaxed today. Thank God this one will. I have gratitude. When a person is short of breath, he's angry, he's got no breath. He's running out of breath. He's stressed out. What happens when you get angry? You can't breathe. What do they tell a guy who's angry? What do they tell him? Breathe. There you go. You should have breath. You should have taken the breath before. If you would have taken the breath before, you wouldn't have taken the breath when you're angry, when you're choking. Angry loses money. Extending the day expands our money. So you have to ask yourself: when you've had success in some areas of life, when you've had loss, it's because you were in a peak emotional state. When you've lost, it's because you were completely, completely focused on 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 on, on the stick instead of fixing who, the source of the stick. So that's, these are the very important lessons. Lesson 76, where Malcolm says, very simple. He says very simple. This isn't very beautiful. He says, this is the benefit of trust. The only way you could actually bring an object, an object closer to you, there's no way, other way of bringing an object closer to you but through trust. Because money's always coming in through, through, through a specific time, but it doesn't come unless you give it a vessel. It means it needs a vessel. It needs parameters for the money to come to a person. The only way that it can come to the person is through trust. Because bounty is constantly descending, but it's coming, it's coming that maybe something you need a year ago, you need it now. The only way we can draw this bounty is by what? Looking at it with, with trust. When a person trusts in God, what does he do? He's taking, literally, he's building a vessel. The more you focus on trust, the more of a vessel. How do we know this? Is when we say, we say, What do we do first? We look up to you with hope. First, you look up. And then you say, You don't just say, you, When you look up. Because what do you need? You need, the, you need the vessel to create that parameter. To create the parameter. Because that creates trust. When a person has trust in God, bounty comes to him, it comes to him at the right time. As it says, everyone looks to you with hope. This is specific at its right time. So Rabbi Nachman says, this is the benefit of a person having vision. The more a person has trust, the more vision he can see. 
what's the difference between a good quarterback and a quarterback that's not so good? Good quarterback, he's got vision. A quarterback that can't see, five, ten yards. So what happens? He panics. Okay? We're going to talk about, so we, we spoke about trust, we spoke about not worrying, we spoke about a lot of things. Now we're going to focus on something that not everybody would like to hear, but unfortunately this is a problem in this generation. What would you say if you were at a Shabbat dinner, right, and all of a sudden you have two, two loaves of bread in your table, and one guy throws it out, takes the bread, and he throws it, on, he throws it in the garbage. What would you say to that guy? Are you crazy? You know, if you throw away bread, you know, everybody says, if you throw away bread, what happens? You become poor, right? Everybody's, it's like a, your grandmother's always making the, the bread, making sure that the bread doesn't go into the garbage. God forbid, you can't throw away bread. Because it says the person who throws away bread, he will become poor. This is one of the things that changed my life. Unfortunately, I wasn't religious before. I was probably um, off on probably all ten of these Torahs. And unfortunately, if a person does not, if a man specifically, he doesn't keep his sexual purity, this is the number one cause of, of getting all your blessing customs. If you want to retrieve your stuff from customs, why do we, why do we talk about the 40-day challenge, about saying tikkun klali so much? Because the tikkun klali, what happens is, is you have a blockage. Money's coming down to you. But the blockage is when a person, God forbid, spills the seed, when he goes up with the wrong types of, types of girls, when he's going in the wrong situation, when he's not married. That's why it says, you will be, you will be, wealth will come to you on account of your wife, not your girlfriend. It doesn't say, wealth is not coming to you on account of your girlfriend. Wealth is coming to you upon your wife. Because through the wife, a person gets, gets blessed. That means the more a person honors his wife, the more he's blessed. The more a person goes away from his wife, that's where the blessing loses. You see a guy, wow, what a business he had. He cheated on his wife, lost everything. How many stories do you hear like that? I cheated on my wife, I lost everything. I had this, I lost everything. I can probably name you a thousand stories like that. So what happens is, is the Zohar, you know Yosef at Sadiq, what, what was Yosef at Sadiq? He was tempted with Potiphar's wife, right? He, 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 didn't go for the, he didn't go for the result. What did he do? He married the double portion. Reuven, what happened with Reuven? He defiled his father's beds. Even though the Gemara says he really didn't sin, he created a sort of, on his level, a sort of a pigam. So what happened? So the guy who keeps the bread, what happens? He gets not only his portion of wealth, but he gets the guy who's, who, who, who lost his portion. That means you get the double portion. So why do I invest so much people? I say, listen guys, we, we, gotta, we gotta fix the bread. I mean, you know, a lot of rabbis don't talk about this, but if you don't fix this problem, of a person spilling the seed, he's always going to be, God forbid, in a, in a, in a hurry for, for wealth. Because what he's doing is a hole in his pocket. When I read, when I was 15, 15 years ago, when I, when I read the line, sexual impurity leads to poverty, oh, you don't have to talk to me about 40 day challenge. Right away, I don't want to be bored. Who wants to be bored? Forget getting closer to Hashem. You, this, is what's, this is what's putting a hole in your pocket. That's why it says, don't throw the crumbs of bread. What does the crumbs of bread mean? The crumbs of your mind. Where do you think the seed comes from? It comes from your mind. It doesn't come from bread. What, a guy's going to throw a little bread, he's going to be poor? No, when you throw away the crumbs of your mind. So what happens when a person throws away his crumbs of his mind? That's what happens. He, he's not able to gain control of his emotions. People that, are, that, are, that have a problem with this department don't have a good control of their emotions. They get angry very often because what happens, your, your soul is like, a, is like a lamp. And what happens when you're taking the oil, 
that you need to land to, to, to contemplate, you know what you do with the oil? You're throwing it out. So what happens? Your heart takes over your mind. And the guy goes crazy. So that's what happens. That's why I tell girls, listen, whatever you're going to do, whoever you're going to date, whoever you're going to marry, you need to focus on mikvah and you need to focus on the guy's sexual purity. Because if you don't have that, you can have all the money in the world, you're just one option away. A man is as good as his options. Let me tell you, especially if you've got a little money, he's only as good as his options. Welcome to life. So I said, this is what you want to invest in. You want to ask him, listen, you know, I want to go to the mikvah. We need to do the 30-day mikvah. Why do we talk about the mikvah so much? Because what is the mikvah? It's a renewal. What, is, what are you doing in the mikvah? Every 30 days, your marriage is brand new. What happens with, with, with marriages? It gets old. It gets old. There's no renewal. So God gave you the mikvah. Why? To protect you. To tell you, listen, this is what's going to happen in the world. I'm going to give you a sagula that every 30 days, your wife is going to go to the mikvah and you're, you're, going, to have like a, you're going to have a brand new wife. So sexual impurity leads to poverty. So if your person realizes, wow, this is a good way to keep my husband in check. This is the way to bring him wealth because he's going to be satisfied with his wife, not wanting, not wanting other things because he has a renewal, then he has blessing. That's why this is this, this problem with your sword. If you look at the pipeline of Shefa, the last one is your sword. And that's the one that if a person doesn't, if he doesn't get the Shefa, what happens? It goes to the other side. So this is something, the 40-day challenge, take the, the Tikkun HaKlali, Rav Nachman came out with the Tikkun HaKlali. He came out with this, why? Because he says, this is a general remedy for everybody. So the more a person can, can, can fix the blockages, the more it's going to come down that generally. It's not a problem of lack of light, it's a problem of blockages. We have blockages, we created blockages. And that's, what, that's the Tikkun of this generation. So that's one thing, if you're a guy, if you don't fix your bread, that's why the first question I ask people, how's your bread? Ba, 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 ba. Okay, let's do. The, let, this is the formula you have. Come, come to me in forty days because we're just we're going to waste nonsense. You can't pinpoint the problem unless you fix the foundation. Very, very important. We know this from Yosef Tzadik. We know this from why? Because if a person, what happens? Something that has potential to become a human being, and if it doesn't become a human being, it goes on the floor. It goes on on something else. What happens? It comes back as a klipa. It comes back as something negative, and then it, it creates obstacle for the person. So what happens, he goes through life, it becomes obstacle. Obstacles. The word, the word Tal is, is the gematria of 39, right? Tal means blessing. Words come down. What happens, if the guy doesn't use the word Tal, it goes backwards. It goes to Lat. It becomes a curse. Either you get the Tal, which is the blessing, or the Lat. Or the Lat. That means either you get the 39 lights of blessing, or the 39 curses that Adam got, that Adam the snake got. So that, that's up to us to realize that this is not something. Now, you're going to tell me it's impossible to do it? Listen, everything's difficult. That's why we have a 40-day challenge. That's why we have support groups. But if we don't fix this one issue, it's going to be very hard to gather your emotions. It's going to be very hard for everything else. So I've seen miracles from this. I, I, we, we've had hundreds of people do it, and they've seen miracles. They've seen their lives change. Because again, that's what helped me change. Until I fixed this, once I was able to fix the bridge, what happened? Everything else all of a sudden came through me. So that's something we definitely want to invest in. Your parnasa will be better. All of a sudden you have better parnasa, then you're going to get married. And that's what happens. People are, are not, you know, the money's not good. They're going off the wrong type of girl. And then they expect a miracle to happen. A person frustrated in life, 
It's very simple. Why is a person frustrated in life? Because he's doing the same damn thing every single day and expecting a different result. <laughs> this is, I speak to people all day long. You know, you're doing the same thing every day and you want a different result. Show me how that's going to happen. Show me. Like, how is, how is that going to change for you? We have to scream about this. So Rabbi Nachman gave these, these 10 Psalms so a person could read them and, it, and through this, it can unclog the, all the, the damages in the, in the pipeline, so now it's able to receive Shefa the right way. That's why when a person is blessed on account of his wife, you understand? The money comes from the wife, not from the girlfriend. If you're looking for money from the girlfriend, girlfriend, lose money. Wife, make money. You understand? Go in the right direction. And that's, that's really the key that we have to do. So again, we have the 40-day challenge. I recommend everybody. Because we can't, we're trying to fix a broken window when we have no foundation. You understand? Again, you would love me to tell you something else. Have more Muna, have this. But if you don't fix this one, if we don't fix the foundation, I can tell you, you know what? You should get this new window. It's great. But there's a foundation problem. Let's fix the foundation. The number one thing, you want a blessing in a marriage, and you see a lot of times girls don't want to marry a specific guy because they're not, they don't have enough money, or they don't have enough this. What happens is, is unless they keep the bridge, unless they keep the bridge, they, God forbid they'll lose it. Now, you're going to tell me, well, that's not true, because how could that be true? There's pl plenty of money, people that don't keep the bridge have money. So, so wealth, kids, and life come from, Gemara says it comes from a place, a very, very high place, it comes based on your mazal. Okay? Now, if a person's his quality of his life is based on his Yerat Shemayim, his fear of God. That means you can have a lot of money. I know people who have tons of money and they don't even speak to their wives. I know people who have tons of money that all, their, all three sons are in drug addiction. And all day long, they're slaves to the money. So it's not about the money. It's the quality of life. How good is your life? And I know people that are content with money. With, with regular money. Because the word motzi zelavatala means spilling the seed means what? Mazal. You want to change your mazal? Stop spilling the seed. I, I, again, I, it's, it's very hard for me not to talk about this because otherwise I want results. The whole point of these classes, why they're reaching what, what they're reaching, is because I'm getting results from people. Because they've done, when you do something you never did before, you're going to get something you never had before. Bottom line. But if, you, if a person's doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different thing, it's not going to happen. We'll talk about one more, a couple more things. There is a great story with the Baal Shem Tov. Now, we spoke about the bird enough, I think. There's a great story with Baal Shem Tov, how, how the power of speech. So Baal Shem Tov went to this, this guy, and every year he blessed him, Rabbi, please bless my horse that it should be able to provide for me every year, and it should be well every year. So what happens every year, the Baal Shem Tov would bless his horse. And all of a sudden, what happened? The horse died. The horse died. So all of a sudden, the guy became wealthy. He became very rich. So the guy comes up to the Baal Shem Tov, he says, Rabbi, why didn't you tell me that if I stop praying for the horse? He says, listen, you all, all you did was pray for the horse. If you would pray for something else, you would have gotten it. So it also, we have to think big. If you're only praying to pay your life bill, that's what you're probably going to get. A person has to pray to, for a different vessel. And he also shouldn't get stuck in a business thinking, you know what, that's the only way Hashem can provide for me in this particular box. Don't think like that. You shouldn't think like that. Hashem, can, tomorrow you can do something completely different. But when you're stuck, when you marry a specific business, Hashem can provide for you in 10 businesses. 
Don't marry, sometimes people get married to the business. Like this guy got married to the horse. So all he asked the Baal Shem Tov is bless the horse. And when he stopped blessing the horse, the Baal Shem Tov says, look, look, at, look what you could have had. That's another way. It's another, another example I want to give you guys, which is a great example. And, um, there was a story about Elisha and a widow who lost her oil. Right? She, had, she had all these debts, her husband died, and she had to come up with oil. So Elisha told her, don't worry, fill up your cups, fill up, just get jugs of oil, and I will provide, I'll, I'll create a miracle, but do the miracle hidden. He told her, hi, don't do it in public. That means things that are hidden from the eye are blessed. Another thing he says, the oil started coming, 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 and it stopped when she says, listen, there's no more jugs. So you have to, the, the minute the person said, listen, there's no more vessels, you have to be careful with what you say. Because when you say there's no more business, oh really? Tomorrow you're gonna get business. When you say there's no more business, you, may, you said it. Person says, abracadabra. As you say, I shall do. Very important to watch, especially when you have those days that you feel like the world is climbing over, climbing to you. What am I in this business for? I can't stand this retail business. I can't stand this business. When you say that, what happens? You're opening your mouth to God forbid, dinim. Business is dead. You hear that a lot of times? America's dead. Obama dead. The president causes it for Hashem. Hashem. Did you ever think of Hashem? I'm, I'm leaving to Canada because of this president. You hear this stupidity. I'm leaving to Canada. I'm leaving to. I'm finished. I'm going to Paris. Maybe that's going to be better for you. I'm leaving. I'm leaving to this country because of because of this president. What, what kind of mind frame are people? What kind of mind frame? You understand the mind frame of people when they say, if this president comes, I'm done. I'm, I'm, my, there's no more money. He's, he's giving you the money, the president? Or Hashem is giving you the money? You understand the mind frame? These, we have to be careful with the speech. Watch your speech. People come, I have no mazal. You know what happens when you say you have no mazal? Hashem will show you evidence that you have no mazal. You have to be careful what you say. It's not, it's serious, it's serious. What you say is serious, because what happens when you say? It comes from your beliefs, right? Whatever you say, first it starts as the belief. How, how, where, where do your thoughts come from? Your beliefs. If I think, if I have a belief, if I have a blockage on money, I think it's very difficult to make money. I, I, that's my belief. So what am I gonna think about? Oh my God, it's very difficult to make money, right? And then what am I gonna say? It's difficult to make money. And then what am I going to do? Do things that are showing evidence that it's difficult to make money. Instead of, instead of maybe putting energy in the business, you're going to cramp and try to save. And then that becomes your habits. So this is again, money is a test. Money is a test. When you unfortunately, there's times to expand. And what happens is when the expansions, when a person is going through it, it seems soon, a rough time in his business, he shouldn't expand more. Because then he closes. He should take that as an opportunity to expand. The Gemara says, when a person blesses Hashem for his constriction, he gets double the money. He gets double. Take the constrictions in your life, take the opportunities, take the obstacles, and those are the new creations. That's why your faith has to be at what? At night. Faith is not in the day. I can see it in the day. Faith is at night. Whatever effort person puts in the day, that's when he's going to get in the, in the night. That's when he's going to, I'm sorry, whatever effort a person puts in the night, that's what's going to come to him the next day. So there's times where I told you very simple, Parnasa is a test. It's a test. And specifically what Nachman says, he should know. 
that before a person is going to get, test, get, get granted for money, he's going to get tested with anger. Don't get knocked out on a tortilla. Don't get knocked out on stupidity. Your wife will come to you, uh, I can't take this, 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 this sewing machine. Or I can't take this thing. Something so crazy. And all of a sudden you went down for a tortilla. You went down for the stupidest things in the world. You think about it. So now we know. Why this is, has to happen? Because every time there's a blessing coming to a person, there has to be interference. It has to be the other side has to test you. So now I know. Shut your mouth. Life is a test. Just go through the test and pass the test. Stop asking, why is your test? How come this is a test? How long is the test going to be? Just take the test. Take the test and win and get a good grade. That's the test.